0: I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, on my time spent, letting me know. Billion, dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me. And in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs, investors, and world-class athletes. So thank you all for tuning in. This show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here. So I do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks. I ask that the price of admission be you share this. If you get any value, you go onto your social media, you share it with your friends, you share it with your family, you share it with your co-workers, you share it with people in the streets. Look, my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential. And I can't do that alone. What is... Up, So today's episode, you are going to be listening to myself and Devin Burr go in on a couple of topics. I mean, we had a blast with this one. We started off from the absolute beginning when he was essentially in... The third grade, no joke, and how he's moved himself from a bankruptcy to a place where he's creating generational wealth for him and his family. We talk about his method of using the Burr strategy, and he has a really nice twist to it. We also speak about how during quarantine he tapped into one of the secrets of the rich and wealthy, which is utilizing life insurance to essentially become your own bank and then get this we actually started diving in to one of my favorite topics which is the law of vibration and seriously if you don't know about that you're about to get a very quick head start at the end of this episode so typically my episodes are about i don't know 60 minutes long but today We went for close to an hour and a half, and that's not even including the pre-recording conversation and the post-recording conversation. I mean, me and my man vibed here. In fact, I actually recorded an introduction, and outro, immediately after our episode, after we recorded it, but unfortunately, it got lost. I mean, that was a really cool intro I made. I was all jazzed up on that energy, but that's life, right? So... I'm excited for you all to listen to this episode. I'll catch you on the back end. And I promise you, you will want to have a pen and paper ready for this one because you are going to need to take notes. You're going to want to rewind, listen to it again. And I guarantee you by the time it's done, you're going to be following somebody new on IG and TikTok. And you're going to be sharing this with a friend. I'll catch you on the back end. Yo, hi, and welcome back to Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and today my guest is Devin Burr, a.k.a. Mr. Burr. Yo, Devin has quite the story. I mean, we're going to get into it deeply, but just a quick background. I mean, about five years ago, Devin actually had declared bankruptcy and only had a few hundred dollars to his name as a single father with a daughter to take care of. He knew something had to change. So he buckled down, got his head in the game, and began digging himself out of his own situation. He was working at Quicken Loans at the time, and he would save as much money as he could, knowing that he needed some sort of seed capital for when the opportunity arised. During that time, he actually found his partner and girlfriend of the time, Danielle, and together they became a power team, pooling their money together to do their first flip. One flip led to the next and to the next, and now Devin is sitting in a totally different place from where he was five years ago. Fast forward to now, he and Danielle are married, they have a beautiful home, they aggressively pay down their uh, payments to avoid interest. They got two vehicles owned free and clear. I mean, just a few months ago, you purchased your dream car, which was recently stolen, I might add, and today you just told me it was found, and they've got several hundred thousand in liquid capital ready to keep this thing growing. So I'm looking forward to diving deep into your story today, Devin, and learning about where you came from, and where you're going. So Devin, welcome to the show, man.
1: Man, appreciate you having me, bro. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure, and hopefully I can add some value to people that are listening.
0: Man, I absolutely know you're going to add value, just like by having you on Clubhouse, even the conversation we were having for the last 15 minutes before we started recording. Like, that should have been recorded for people, so hopefully we bring that back up. But yeah, let me, uh, for the people who haven't yet heard of you, who haven't yet met you, Can we tell them a little bit about, you know, essentially who you were before stepping into like this world of real estate? Like, where were you coming from in life? And ultimately, what kind of led you into the place of like having to declare bankruptcy a few years
1: back? Um, So to take it like way, way back, like third grade, (laughs) I was kind of, I was kind of knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, So I never took... like school serious after third grade. And the reason why is because at the time I'm 35, almost 36. So this was a long time ago, but, um, at the time, the most popular lollipop was a caramel apple lollipop in the little green wrapper. Right. So we'd have bake sales at school and kids would buy those up like hotcakes, like a dollar per lollipop. Right. And I'm thinking, man, I can get those at Costco. You know, my parents got a Costco membership. So I used my um, allowance and bought like a big bag. There's like 200 of them in there for like 10 bucks. So I would sell those for 75 cents, a little cheaper, right? But then when the bake sales happened, I'd get like two bags and I'd be, I'm telling you, bro, I made so much money in like third grade and it was just me being an entrepreneur buying low, selling high, right? So from that point on, I was a horrible, like, student. I don't even know how I passed, how I got through high school. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, through high school, I was just a knucklehead getting into the wrong stuff, the wrong crowd, and then jumped from job to job. Like, I probably had, no joke, 50 jobs, maybe more. Just, I just knew it wasn't for me. And I did mortgages from and like five to 2019, just different companies jumping around, doing this, doing that. And I was making good money, right? But I was being taxed a ton, like 40% off the top. So it seemed like it was a lot of money, but in a commission-based job, you're taxed like crazy, right? So I was also then doing things for the wrong reasons. I was buying stuff to try to look wealthy, right? Right. Had two really expensive car notes that were upside down, high interest rates because my credit sucked. Maxing out credit cards to buy nice things to look like I was a certain way when really I was paycheck to paycheck, making 200 grand a year. Like just trying to be something that I wasn't, trying to look a certain way for people that didn't really know me and that I didn't even really necessarily like myself. I just wanted to look a certain way. So that led me to bankruptcy. You know, I was um, paycheck to paycheck. It got to a point where I was, I think like 600 bucks to my name and maxed out credit cards. Things were going late. Credit was shot. So I'm like, man, I just got to like wipe my hands clean. So I did a chapter seven bankruptcy. Everything was forgiven, so to speak. And um, yeah, my credit was just like a negative <laughs> 200. It was stupid. But From that point on, I decided to work on myself. So I started reading every night before I went to bed. I started watching YouTube videos, inspirational YouTube videos, like really just trying to become a better version of myself, writing down my goals, things like that. And things started to turn around. Like I started doing a lot better at work than I was before. I worked at Quicken Loans. And my future wife, my current wife, um, she actually started at the company in 2016 and i'd been there for a while i noticed her i'm like man i gotta go talk to her before anyone else does right (laughs) so i went and talked to her and it uh it worked out perfect because she was actually in a class with someone that i knew from like 10 years ago so i was like dude what's the deal with this girl and then he's like she's cool she's young but she's cool i'm like well how young you know what i mean (laughs) because He said uh 23 and i'm like damn when i was 23 like i was just a knucklehead still so i'm like all right whatever she's cute i'll see how it goes but like we hit it off and she's like kind of an old soul so um it works out well that she's eight almost nine years younger than me because when i start going on a decline she's gonna be in a prime you know what i mean so we met um she's amazing at saving so she kind of instilled more of that in me And we just really started saving up our capital. Uh, We bought a house together in 2018. Uh, That house went up in value like crazy. So in 2019, we had like 80 grand in equity. So what we did is we just did an equity line of credit and we started doing flips with that. So our out of pocket, our cash in deals was just the interest payments on the equity line. So it was relatively very inexpensive to do a flip. We just used the equity in the house. And then we would just rinse and repeat. So yeah, man, that was uh first flip was Jan. It's crazy, man. January 13th of 2020. So basically almost one year ago. Wow. Today, Damn, man, And get this, bro. I bought a flip yesterday. So January 13th, 2021, my first flip of this year. And I'm like, man, this date seems familiar. So I look back at my closing documents closed on my first one ever the same date one year prior wow Uh, it's crazy man so yeah we've done i think like six flips i think this is our seventh one and we've done five burrs so we have a rental portfolio now and um i think 11 or 12 wholesale deals last year
0: dude yo that's a pretty solid track record for getting in and having one year in the game essentially so, I mean, your name is Mr. Burr too, which like at first I was like, yo, did he really change his last name to be like <laughs> Mr. Burr? And I was like, oh no, like this is really his last name. You know, yeah. so that's cool that you use that Burr strategy, right? So I know a lot of people kind of hate on the Burr strategy, but it's a really effective and powerful tool to have in your arsenal in order to grow your real estate. I mean, how do you feel about being able to scale your real estate business using that strategy?
1: I'm confident with it, man, because I've got a perfect situation where my wife, she works at Quicken Loans. She's a loan officer, so I can use her, so keep the transaction in the family, and um, she gets special pricing through the company, so lower interest rates, lower closing costs, less money down, um, and she's very bankable, like she's got a high W-2 income, so those are kind of the things you need for the Burr method to work. You have to be bankable. Um, but we actually do something a little bit different with the Burr method. We don't do the traditional buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. We do buy, uh, renovate, rent, purchase, repeat. And here's here's the difference. So my LLC buys the property. My LLC owns it, right? We come in, we do all the renovation to add value to the house, put a renter in it. And if we were to refinance it, we'd have to probably wait six to 12 months to have it season. That's what lenders want you to do before you can take cash out on a refinance. But since we purchase it, there's none of those restrictions. So she comes in as the end buyer and purchases it from my LLC. So we control every aspect of the transaction. She's the lender. Um, she's the end buyer. And because she's the end buyer, we can control the exit price.
0: That's a beautiful thing.
1: Right? And the cool thing is she just brings a down payment for the house, which is lower, like I mentioned, because she's with Quicken. But all the proceeds come to my LLC. So all I do, pay her back her down payment, pay myself back anything I'm in the deal with my LLC. And a lot of times I can get equity out as well. So... We've got no money in the deal. We didn't have to wait six to 12 months paying hard money payments. It's just a much better way to do it. And it's it's something that's possible. You just have to have either a spouse or a partner that is very bankable.
0: See, and that right there is a very powerful thing, right? Having that partner that is bankable and being able to tap into that. And it's a, like you said, it's a creative way of thinking because most folks have not really been looking to go that route. Because when you said it to me the other night, I said, Huh! It really got the cogs moving in my mind, and I said, "Yo, this is actually the better option. It's one thousand percent the better way to go. You're going to get a better rate on it. Like everything about it is a better option." And then once your wife now buys it, right, and the home is effectively in her name, are you now, you know, transferring title into another LLC? Or are you keeping it in her name? Is she putting it into like a, a family trust, or what's happening from that point on after she now owns it?
1: Great question. So we can have in her name, um, 10 mortgages, conventional mortgages. So once we get to that point, we're going to bundle everything up into a portfolio loan. But in the meantime, um, what we're doing is doing a quick claim deed to put my LLC on the the ownership of the property on the title. So once that's done though, um, and we get to the 10 properties, bundle them up, put them into a portfolio, rinse and repeat. And then we can do 10 more again. So the goal really is to get to the point where the cash flow and all that is enough to where she doesn't have to work no more. And then we can just go do other things and she can do what she loves. And then maybe I can do some more sub twos cause I won't have that bankable spouse. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, man, that's kind of the plan. That's the long-term vision. And I think it's going to be sooner than, than later.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the rate you guys are moving, it sounds like you could absolutely get there. So, two questions. First, just for the people who are listening and they're like, huh, what the heck's a portfolio loan? Cause I know some people like it's not a common term thrown around and until they kind of encounter one, they have no clue what it is. So can you quickly explain what a portfolio loan is?
1: So I'm not extremely versed on this right now because I haven't had to do it, right? Because we've only got five um five rental properties right now. So uh, once we get closer, I'll start researching them more. But for the most part, the gist of it is a portfolio loan is you can take and bundle loans together, generally at just a higher interest rate than you than you have with a conventional loan, but you can bundle them together as one. And then that takes it off of your personal liability sheet um, that they're on right now as a conventional loan or an FHA or a VA. Yep. So I think that's pretty close because again, I haven't looked into him too much because I'm not there yet. But you know what? That that's spot on. You know, like essentially,
0: that's uh, what it does. And for people listening, the value in that, like you said, it's coming out of your name, right, or whosever name is there. So now, let's say you know she gets capped out at ten loans, she's now able to take that, bundle it up, put it into another uh, vehicle, and essentially she reopens herself to be lendable again. So, although right. yes, you're paying interest, you've now just opened yourself up to go out and purchase and acquire more property. So right. that's super clutch. Um, you know, so with that, that's a sick method, by the way. Like that, that really is cool. How did you guys end up essentially just? Was it through studying with through mentorship? Like, what kind of brought you down this path?
1: Like changing the method a little bit from the burr method to the I guess it'd be the burp method
0: (laughs) there it is (laughs) yeah
1: there's a p in there but uh yeah man the way I learned it was my mentor he's a a homie of mine he's how I got into the business Templeton Walker um he actually uh he worked at Quicken Loans back in 2011 that's where we met and I was actually his mentor at Quicken and he didn't stay there very long he ended up becoming a realtor um and then started investing. I didn't even know he was investing, but we stayed in touch on Instagram, things like that. And I saw one of his posts where he's like, you know, this, that, and the other working on this current flip. And I'm like, man, I've always wanted to flip houses. Let me reach out to him. So early 2019, we sat down, had coffee, kind of told me how his whole business runs. And I just didn't take any action till like September of that year. But once we started doing deals I would send him deals. That's like the value I was giving him was just, I would look everywhere. I'd go into Facebook groups, I'd be on Instagram. Hey, send me your deals. I'm looking for flips. And then when I'd get a deal sent to me that I thought was good, I would send it to him. And if he thought it was good as well, we would take it down as a flip and partner on it. Or we would do this method of the Burr method and he had done it before by having bankable partners. And it was perfect for him because I was a bankable partner or my wife was. So we did a few together and that's where I just learned the process of doing it that way, which is 100% better than the regular burr method.
0: Yo, that's spot on. And I mean, I love that you actually worked with somebody because what better way to learn something than to actually go and do it, right? Learn through action and having somebody who's already walked that path essentially show you like, yo, this is how we're going to do it. I'm not just going to tell you about it in theory. Let's do it together. Right. Yep. And something you just tapped in on, right. You brought value to him by one finding the deals, right. Because that's valuable, right. Saving someone a ton of times and bringing them opportunity is extremely Mm -hmm. valuable. And then you were a bankable partner between the partnership between you and your wife and what you said there, right. Anybody can be a bankable partner. So people that are thinking like, well, damn it. Like I don't, have funding right i don't qualify for funding or my wife doesn't qualify for funding well find somebody that does maybe it's your cousin maybe it's your uncle maybe it's your mom maybe it's your dad find somebody that is qualified qualifiable and then work with them on the deal if they trust you and you know or
1: or maybe it's me
0: there we go see right reach, there. Out, yeah.
1: reach, reach out to mr burr let's partner yo
0: that's sick man so now i got a, a few more questions for you right um first off at what point did you name yourself Mr. Burr? Cause I freaking love that name, dude.
1: Uh, dude. Um, so this again, goes back to my mentor Templeton. Um, we were walking a property together and like, we're just talking about ideas, like things that we could do. This was, I don't know, maybe February. It was before the pandemic. So I want to say January or February. Um, And he's sitting there saying, he's like, man, you've done a really good job of like kind of riding my wave and like using my name to build credibility. Cause that's all I did really is I would talk to people. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing these flips. I'm partnered up with Templeton Walker, everyone knew temp. So they were like, oh, cool. So like it instantly built my credibility because of his credibility. So I did that very well. And he was like, dude, you've done an awesome job of riding my wave, but I want you to grow. And in order to grow, you have to create your own wave. There's something special and unique about you that you can create and just think about it, sleep on it, really like focus on what you can do that's different and then bring that to people. So I thought about it and I'm like, man, what could I do? And I'm just sitting here and I was looking at my Instagram one day. And my last name is Burr, B-U-R-R. And I'm like, wait a minute. We do the Burr method. How about I just be that guy that everyone associates with that method? I, I can be Mr. Burr because I already am. That's already me. I'm Mr. Burr. So I immediately changed my um, handle to Mr. Burr. And then we made a music video. Have you seen it, bro?
0: No, I didn't see it. I didn't know you had a music bro. video. Bro. I'm watching that. Go, ASAP. Yeah,
1: go into my Instagram. It's um like mid February. It's basically a spoof video. It's it's stupid, bro. But I used to rap in high school, so I wrote some bars to it. And it's it's a spoof to uh, right there from Chingy. <laughs> so it says like it says uh, I like it when you send me a bar. I'll do a flip or fix and flip. Yeah, sure. But I like it when you send me a (laughs) burr. It's just clowning, bro. So it was fun, man. And then everyone started seeing that video and they're like, dang, this is Mr. Burr. And then I started getting more deals from it, bro. I think I got like five or six deals just from that video. Yo, that's the
0: power of social
1: media. I I mean, it's wild how like
0: so interconnected. I mean, at the end of this day, the business is people, right? No matter how you cut it, It's going to be relationships that get you further along in this business than anything else. So when you're on social media and you're using it purposefully and you're out there actually creating content and it's just, it's a way for people to come and be attracted to you. So the opportunities literally come your way. I mean, like the fact that you and I are even connecting and talking right now, because I didn't get to meet up with you when I was out in AZ, but Clubhouse, right? We're on Clubhouse. We're both on the stage of speakers and then I'm listening to you. You're listening to me. And then we get connected that way. Right. Right people need to realize that's such a powerful thing but then even just being yourself out there like making a funny ass video you're like yo i used to rap you know like i'm out here burning houses like yo that's
1: yeah oh man yeah so we were thinking like i was walking into the gym and he's like dude um because i told him i was like i'm changing my name to mr burr mr B R R R R, and he's like dude that's genius um what else can we do with it and i'm like let's make a music video he's like i freaking love it so we started spitballing ideas when i was walking into the gym one morning and he's like um let's do a music video to write there that's I it found bro one. that i found it right that, that's it bro yeah sure but i like it when you send me a bird you know. it's just a method that i prefer <laughs> From wholesale, oh my god, nice. When it's top dollar, and we buy a top price, spikes the elo. So I know that it's done right. Prince repeat, cause we got all our cap back. Now we're cash flowing while we're rocking the snack back. Balance is paid down through amortization. Plus that, the rat tax depreciation. Stack that with the fact that
0: the house shows appreciation. Bro, this is fire, man. <laughs> Yo, dude, I'm getting people on that. That's me you should today. Bro, it was
1: it was so much fun too like we were just sitting there clowning i had like uh some of the parts were cut out of it but i had um like a gum wrapper like on my teeth so <laughs> i had a grill i had a grill we had like chains it was just stupid man we were having fun and um that's what it's all about man just have fun and uh both me and temp believe on like bringing laughter to people and entertaining them and then oh by the way I do real estate deals, send me your deals, you know? So that's the thing is real estate can be so dry. There's a lot of people out there doing it and they're just like robots and like, here's how you do it. You have to have your ARV and you know what I mean? But if you can bring entertainment to people and then, oh, by the way, here's what I do. Here's the value I can bring to you, right? So I've always believed in that because the wealthiest people on this planet I shouldn't say the wealthiest, but the um, most of the successful people are entertainers, athletes, comedians, um, actors and actresses. It's all entertainment because people want to be entertained.
0: Yo, so here we go. This is something I tapped into recently. I think you're going to appreciate it because it's running in line. And we're talking about this a little bit earlier, actually, when I was telling you about my buddy, right? Mm -hmm. So I picked this up from Myron Golden right? He talked about four levels of value, right? Whenever any human does anything, right? We're compensated for the value we bring. Four levels of value. Level one is that integrator level. Like we were speaking about, it's you actually doing a thing, right? So this is you being in the house and hammering the nails and flipping the house yourself. Great. There's value in that. Not a whole lot of it because it's one man job. You can only scale, but so much, right? You can only affect so many people with that one thing you're doing. Level two, is this idea of management, right? So you get your team in there, you get a crew of people inside there, or you're working at McDonald's and you're the floor manager. You got 12 people under you at that shift, right? So that's a second level. You're going to get paid a little bit more, right? But those are still the bottom tiers of how to earn money and do anything. Level Mm -hmm. three. And this is what you're tapping into right here. It's that communication, right? Why do our speakers, our politicians, our actors and actresses make so much money? they communicate and bring value to so many more people, right? Entertaining, Mm -hmm. being in a movie, that's bringing value to people. You're bringing laughter to people. You're bringing joy to people. That's valuable. And if you're able to do that on such a large scale and it gets spread, you're going to earn way more, way more opportunities coming to you. So essentially, Mm -hmm. like I see this video and I'm like, yo, clear signs of level three value. This is why this man's successful. This is why this man is moving forward. And then level four, obviously, is uh, that imagination, really being able to create and cultivate new ideas that shift everything. Mm-hmm. I'm talking our Elon Musk. I'm talking our you know Jeff Bezos. I'm talking, you know, Steve Jobs. Like these sort of individuals literally shifted how we think and how we interact with our world by imagining something entirely new. So before it was even there. Yeah. Before it was even there, man. So it's just like those level three and level four things are where we want to be at. And this is that's level uh, three and four right there. Cause you imagined like, yo, this would be a funny video. So you imagined it, you put it out there, you communicated the message to people and then deals start flowing your way. You got people laughing, giggling, and then making money.
1: Dude, that's why I love social media. I love, and I hate it. Like there's been times where social media has kind of brought me down, you know, cause it's easy to get caught up in comparison, right? Cause you're, you're generally on social media, you're seeing someone's highlight reel. You know, they're, they're best of the best. They don't ever pull back the curtain and show the problems they have, the struggles they have. So I've there's been times where I'll be looking at it and I'm like, man, Pace Morby's fucking crushing it. Can I cuss?
0: Oh, of course, man. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> so Pace Morby's crushing it. Like, what am I doing over here? You know what I mean? And then I get down on myself. When really... I'm in chapter one or two, Paces in chapter 11, 12, 13. Why would I compare myself, right? But social media is also great from the standpoint that you can reach a ton of people. You're, you can cast a bigger net to influence people. And I've really realized how powerful it is with TikTok. I got on TikTok um, last month in December. And I put a couple of videos up that got like 500,000 views and I gained like 60,000 followers in like two weeks. So I'm like, this could be huge, you know? So, um, that's kind of my path this year. What I'm focused on is like building my following and then using my following as a funnel to, you know, sell a course on how to do the Burr method. Like I was explaining to you, um, get people set up with life insurance policies because, I know the power of them and how they can multiply your money, just using it as multiple streams of income by just simply helping more people because I can reach more people. So
0: dude, I mean straight up, it's first off, there's so much value in conversation with you right now, by the way. So I hope you know that I want to say I appreciate you for that because People listening right now, they are going to be extracting a ton of information, a ton of value right now. So they're probably going to be re-listening to this, taking notes as they listen, and just tapping into something real. Because you are pulling back the veil. And I agree with you. Social media, it is our highlight reel, right? Which, you know, not for nothing, that's what it is, right? It's not good or bad. It's just, it is what it is. So that's why I appreciate a platform like this, where we can just get in here, talk shop, and really go in deep so you can get the full story or a more full picture of the story Mm -hmm. and one thing i've noticed when people are on social media right the people that i would say hate social media and get pissed off about it you find that those individuals end up being more consumers than creators Mm -hmm. right because everyone has the equal opportunity to go on social media and be a creator but most people choose to consume and then they say man that stuff's addicting that stuff's bad i mean it can be if you're going to be on Mm -hmm. that side of the consumption right if you're always going to be consuming i mean clubhouse popped up recently everybody on it was brand new and you quickly saw the divide of who was going to be the person that's moderating the room and being a speaker and the thousands that are just going to sit in the audience and they're getting value which is awesome but they also mm-hmm. have the power to get up on stage and create or make a room themselves and they choose right. not to. And I, like it really like it puzzled me i was like wow people are really not going to do anything about this they're just going to watch other people take essentially free real estate here again like Brand new platform, anyone can make it and you're just pushing yourself at the bottom. You guys, you and Tino and Brandon, you guys have been getting inside there daily, making these rooms, providing these values. TikTok, you're hopping on doing the same thing because ultimately if you have a bigger platform, a bigger audience and you can reach more people. You can help more people, right? But if no one knows who you are, congratulations. You got the best product. You got the cure to their situation and you can't give it to them because they don't know you exist. You're doing this service. By not presenting yourself and building yourself large enough to be heard from anywhere on this earth.
1: 100%. And that's, the, you hit it right on the head, man, because a uh, perfect example is I get on TikTok and I was up to like 45,000 followers and it's a war zone on there, man. Some of the people that come out and put some comments on it, it's like, it's crazy. But one of them was like, you've only got, or no, you're only following nine people. And I was like, yeah, I'm on here to bring value, not to scroll. You know what I mean? Like everyone's on there to scroll. I'm on there to create content and bring value. So why would I have, you know, 500, 600, 700 people that I follow? Because then all my time is consuming their content instead of making my own. You know what I mean? I don't need a big circle. I need a tight one yo dude i I mean i mean yeah i know some
0: people right now listening are just like damn like they feel like personally attacked right there and good you should if you feel personally attacked that means something registered it hit a chord it struck a chord and you recognize like that's a good thing if you ever feel uncomfortable it means yo like what have i been doing have i been wasting time is somebody calling me on my bs right now you know and it's like yes like, make sure if you're on IG by right now on social, you know, keep following me, keep following Devin, but Yeah, don't else stop talk. following us. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yo, know, people aren't bringing you value, get rid of them, right? What are you wasting your time looking at and then start producing as well?
1: You know, so oh I be- gosh, bro, you could not have said more facts right there. Like, I am a firm believer that you are the product of your environment. So who you surround yourself with is who you are. And if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are bringing you higher and bringing out the best in you, regardless of who it is, if it's your, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sister, your mom, your dad, if they do not bring you value, I love you. I'm always here for you, but I can't have you in my life. It's, I mean, it's, it's tough love, you know, like you have to focus on yourself and to focus on yourself, you have to be surrounded by people that bring you higher.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, how like even Arizona, right, being out there in AZ and you're just seeing how you're surrounded by go-givers, man. Like I came out there for the first time back in, I think, August, right, just because mm-hmm. I wanted to get a feel of this place, you know, sub two linked up with Pace and his team and his crew. And I was just blown away at the kindness, the generosity, the go-giving nature of each and every individual out there. And it was just mind boggling because I came from New York. I'm from New York and that's where I'm based. And Mm -hmm. the thing about New York is people here, they're cool, but you got to get through like six months of bullshit with them before they finally open up. Right. And like, at the end of it, you're like, damn, dude, like you're cool as hell. It's like, why the hell did I think you were an asshole this whole time? Like, why did I think you were a jerk? Because people walk around with this front, but out there, peel back the onion. Yeah, man. It's like, it's so much peeling back, but out there it's like, people were so open and welcoming. And a part of me, I'm not going to lie to you. A part of me wanted to run away go to arizona it's like yo i'm about to just go be in that environment but then i said let's
1: go bro let's go i guess i gotta rental a property for you
0: yo yo chill don't get me out <laughs> of it yet, man. i'm on a mission right now i'm on a mission because i was like you know what like before i run away from new york let me see if i can let me see if i can create something here let me see if i can be the one that pulls because i know i'm finding it there are people out here and they're like little islands and i'm like all right you're cool and you're cool as hell and you're doing big things and you're cool like yo why are we not all I'm going to wrap this in. I'm going to create a little bit of a vortex and pull this all in and get this title circle a little bit tighter. You know, if I fail at that, then yeah, I'll be out there in AZ. (laughs) Dude,
1: were you, um, when you were out here, did you meet Steve Trang? No, I didn't get a chance to link up with him while I was out there. You know of Steve Trang? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's Steve Trang out here. He just, that's what he does. Links everyone together, makes the community tighter. He's like kind of the, the godfather of it all. You know what I mean? So you, what you just said doing that in New York, you would just be the Steve Trang of New York. And bro, I can't tell you how many opportunities that guy has coming to him just because of that, just because he brings people together and brings value and shows people how business should be. So do you bro, definitely do it. But, um, yeah, if you ever want to come out to AZ, I got a property or two for you.
0: I got you, man. I'm sorry. You know, honestly, if I find a sub two in AZ, I mean, it's definitely going to be my, my second home. Let's go, I love, man. I fell in love. So, I mean, yo, yeah, it's nice, me, man. Let's bring it back for these people though. Cause I do have a few more questions for you if you don't mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So check it out. I was looking into you a little bit and I saw that you are a student of the money multiplier. Like what is that?
1: So the money multiplier is, um, utilizing a vehicle, a financial tool that's been around for several hundred years before even the tax code was around. Um, it's a vehicle that ultra wealthy have known about and take advantage of. We're talking about Ray Kroc, um, owner of McDonald's. We're talking about Walt Disney. We're talking about Tony Robbins, the Rockefeller family. um, The Rothschilds, like people have used this vehicle for a very, very long time to grow and perpetuate their wealth year after year, generation after generation. And the money multiplier is just a concept that uses this vehicle to work. Okay. So the vehicle, and I hate saying this because whenever I say it, people are like, Oh, that's not that's not gonna work, right? <laughs> so I, I frame it. I frame it with what it is before I mention what it is, right? So the vehicle is a high cash value life insurance policy with a mutually owned company that pays dividends. That's a mouthful, but basically, what it is is you can put money into a policy that gives you a death benefit. So when you die, your loved ones get a lot of money tax-free, but when you put the money in, it's got a cash value. And what that means is you can use up to that cash value at any time for anything that you want. No questions asked, no credit check, no, you know, what's this being used for? Why are you using it? You can get the money anytime. Here's the crazy part is That money, it grows at a guaranteed interest rate of 4% plus dividends, even if you take it out and use it. Damn. So think about this. Let's say just use round numbers. Let's say you've got a hundred thousand bucks. It's sitting in your savings account. Do you know how much a savings account earns? Probably what, like 0.06, something like that. Oh, that is exactly correct. That's the national average, 0.06. Dude, I'm proud of you, bro. Proud <laughs> of you. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the national average, 0.06. So if you've got $100,000 sitting in a savings account, you're getting paid nothing, right? You can take that money, put it into a high cash value life insurance policy with a mutually owned company that pays dividends. It's very important. Um, and it'll make you, The last 20 years, the average has been 6.2%. It'll compound at 6.2%. So the next year, you're not going to make interest off 100 grand. You're going to make interest off of uh, 106,200 bucks. And then the next year, you're going to make 6.2% off of that amount. And then it just keeps growing, right? So that's compound interest. But even if you took that $100,000 out and went and invested in real estate, invested in the stock market, bought shoes and resold them on, you know, stock X or whatever. You're still making money, even though you're taking it out to go make money elsewhere. You're literally multiplying your money and you can get really creative with it. I actually, on one of my burrs, I made money five times with the same dollars. Come on now. Bro. And the crazy part is, get this, the rate of return, my cash on cash return, just give a wild guess what it was. I'm gonna go like 27%. 1,750% oh, return on my cash because only thing I changed is I put the money into the policy first. And the best part about it is that all the growth is tax free. Bro, it it's, it's it's insane. And when I tell people this, they think that's too good to be true. That can't be right. That can't be true. Guys, do your research, look up infinite banking concept. And do your research on it. It's 100% real. It's 100% true. Again, it's been around for several hundred years and Throughout the last 160 years, the company that I use has paid a dividend, meaning they've been profitable the last 160 years, even through the Great Depression, even through the meltdown of 2008, even through um, COVID-19 happening last year, they always pay out because insurance companies hold trillions of dollars. And what they do is they just invest all that money that the policyholders put in they invest it in very conservative things that make a good return, eight percent, seven percent. So they, I mean, it's it's literally the financial tool that everyone should use, but no one knows about it.
0: That is insane because I'm just like over here laughing in my mind because I'm like, wow, like I have literally been turned away. Like I've had people literally tell me, "Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." And the more I talk to folks, you know, it's like, I talk to you, I talk to a buddy of mine, and I'm like, but they're making so much sense. And it starts to remind me of that idea of like, when the mass is moving in one direction, and you just see a handful of other people going in this direction, follow the small group of people follow like those few, especially if they're producing results that you want. And it's just, yeah, man, I think what's crazy, too, is you could tell this to essentially so many people, right? You can scream this from the towers and still it won't ruin it because so many people aren't going to
1: really listen to anything about 100%. it. hundred percent. Because the people that deter you from something like this or deter you from anything are usually your loved ones. The people that think they have your best interest in mind, right? So people that were deterring you from it, um, was it like family or what was it? You know, I love her as my mama. She was the yeah. one. So like, final nail on the head like she wants nothing but the best for you right but here's the way I, you gotta look at any advice any advice is the advice you're getting would you gladly change places with that person or have they done it so like for instance would i take advice from somebody on how to get into shape if they're not in is me Oh, we're losing right. you, bro. we lost you
0: for the last uh 15 seconds. Same thing. There we go. Now you're back. You there? Yep. There All right. Go. So
1: what I was saying was, um, is like, I wouldn't take advice from someone that wasn't in as good of shape as me on how to get into shape. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Same thing with uh buying rental homes. I wouldn't take advice from someone who's never bought one. And a lot of times the people that are giving you advice on what to do, they haven't even done it themselves. So why would you take advice from them? Has your mom ever had a life insurance policy? She had one for a little bit. She felt like it wasn't
0: working for her. But as I dove deeper into it, turns out she wasn't even quite, it was kind of like when someone gets something and they're not really quite paying attention to what it was. Because as I was asking her details, she was like, I don't really even remember. It's like, all right, well, it sounds like you didn't do your homework. You just took something and you didn't think twice about it. Versus as I'm doing research, I'm like, this is a vehicle. This is a stepping stone to something much larger if utilized yeah. properly.
1: Yeah, because there's so many policies, man. Most people think of like a whole life insurance policy as a ripoff because if it's made the um, the normal way, like a standard whole life insurance policy, it's expensive and you don't have any um, cash value to like 10, 15 years in. No one's going to do that. You're just throwing a bunch of money at something and not seeing it for 15 years. No one's going to do that. But if it's structured correctly, you have high cash value up front because you're overfunding it in the early years. So you don't have to put anything into it later on. And it just grows even if you don't put anything into it. So your mom might have had one just structured wrong, you know, or she might have had a term policy that just covers her for a certain amount of time and there's no cash value. That's just a death benefit. So yeah, man, I just, I always look at it as like, has someone done it? If they've done it and they've been successful, I'll take their advice. If they haven't done it, I'm not taking their advice. Or if they have done it, they haven't been successful. I'm not taking their advice. I'm going to find someone who's done it and has done well. I'll take their advice, man. It's like you were at the
0: conversation I had with her a few weeks ago where I told her, I was like, Hey mom, you know, I love you. Right. She was like, of course. I'm like, cool. Just so you know, I'm not really going to be listening to your advice anymore. Like I absolutely love <laughs> it. I, she, she started laughing, man. And I was just like, yo, mom, here's the thing. Like, I know you love me. I know you're looking out for my best interest. However, you haven't done what I want to do. And I'm talking to people who have, and they're telling me one thing. And you, when I share it with you, you kind of have that look on your face. Like you don't want me to do that. So it's like, I got to temporarily cut you off in this area of my life, just temporarily, you know? And uh, that's- Hey, uh, but she'll be, she'll be happy when you buy her a car or something like that though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get her a house, she'll be happy. She'll be she'll be good again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't
0: buy it. <laughs> yeah, right? All right. So, you know, I mean, that's really good. So I would ask, ask you this question, you know, what's- something somebody who's now like they're listening to you they're like oh man this life insurance stuff you know it, it seems pretty key and they're about to maybe they're like you know what? my friend's been hitting me up you know talking to me about life insurance like what are questions they should ask or where should they go in order to make sure that they're taken care of
1: um well the main thing people should ask that's all dependent on like what they want it for right life insurance that's really good for life insurance right a death benefit in case you die um if and there's different power that there's um, policies that are built for like um, long-term growth with low liquidity so you gotta look at it as like a teeter-totter the more liquidity you have up front so if you've got a bunch of liquidity your death benefits lower if you've got low liquidity your death benefits higher right so you want Bro, you just just basically
0: flex on me? You just like, that's how you can flex those tats.
1: You know what I mean? Says pain is temporary, baby. Let's go. Freaking love it, Um, man. No, but basically it's just whatever you need it for. If you need it for instant access to cash so you can grow it and multiply it, you're not going to have as big of a death benefit. But that's not, my focus is not the death benefit because if I use it correctly, I'm going to grow and build wealth way above and beyond the death benefit that my heirs will get when I pass away. So, but some people can't do that. They don't have money to dump into a policy, whatever it may be. So you just need to figure out what you need it for, what you want it for. And then just ask the questions is, is it high cash value? Is it early high cash value? Is it built for passive retirement income? Um, is it built for, a death benefit, like what is it literally built for? And if it doesn't suit what your needs are, um, you know, just do more research, be versed on it, because it's very complex. But conceptually, it's very simple.
0: I like that. I mean, it, it really is kind of diving in deeply to figuring out what's going to work best for you. It's like a diet, right? I could say like, Yo, Devin, what's the best diet in the world? And you're going to be like, all right, well, what are you trying to do? Try to lose weight, gain weight, move faster, move slower, put on more fat, put on more muscle. Like, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? So right. that's spot on, man. So I bro, like that analogy,
1: bro. Like, I used to do bodybuilding. So I like that.
0: Bro, I was about to say, man, I saw, uh, I went on, I think it was your Facebook, and I saw like a before and after picture, man. Like, most people put on weight during quarantine, but my man got shredded during quarantine. Bro.
1: I used to be jacked. Yeah, I'm still in good shape, but I used to be jacked, like walking around like, like a like a Greek statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. Dude, I like
0: uh, before all this real estate stuff, man. I was uh in the parkour world, and like I was just I got heavy into like bar stars, calisthenics, doing parkour, yep. and like, man, that stuff is fun. And like, I think at some point in everyone's life, at least if you're a man. You need to like see what your body is truly capable of, and just keep pushing it because it's like there's no better feeling. Like it's such oh. a good feeling.
1: Reminds me of David Goggins, bro. Like whenever I think that um, I'm going hard, I'm like, gosh, I'm such a pussy. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? <laughs> you want to
0: hear some real shit now? All right, this is real, real. About a year and a half ago. No, maybe yeah, about a year and a half ago. I'm in the city, right? training some parkour. I did a big meetup, invited a lot of the parkour community out for just to come out there and train. Yeah. And as I'm meeting up with everyone, getting everyone out there, I like stepped away to pick up the phone because somebody was lost just trying to figure out where we were. So I'm on the phone with them and I start getting this weird sensation, dude. I'm like, huh, what the hell? Like just weird stuff, man. Like Dragon Ball Z, a meteor is about to come and crash into the earth type weird. I'm like, the hell is this? I turn around. And what do I see? David Goggins just running through the park, man. And I'm just like, yo, this is him. I'm literally feeling his aura. I'm feeling his presence. And it was the craziest thing, man. Because I was like, yo, this dude literally carries a presence. And I know you know what that means, man. Because like you've been around people out there. Like some of those folks out there when I was around Pace, like Pace has a presence. Like different people have a presence. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just something that's felt David Goggins energy is such a real thing that like that the rest of the day, the whole rest of the day, I was just hyped, just hyped. And I was like, yo, this man, literally just, he's valuable by just putting him in a place, he will stir up the energy in a room
1: just by existing, dude, you nailed it on the on the head, it's energy. Like, it's a real thing. Um, I dove into something last year called the uh, law of vibration. Have you heard of that?
0: Come on, man. Yo, you know, I study under my man, Bob Proctor.
1: Bro. So yeah, like for those that don't know, like everyone's probably heard of the law of attraction, right? The a secret secondary. came out. Yeah. Secret came out like 12 years ago or whatever it was. And everyone's like, oh, law of attraction is real. That's the secondary law. The real law is that everything that we see, including ourselves, including This mic, my watch, these walls that I'm surrounded by, they're all moving just at a subatomic level. There's a vibration of energy. Everything vibrates. So once you understand that and understand that you are a vibration and your thoughts are a vibration, you give off an energy, a vibration. What you felt, bro, was David Goggins' vibration. And it was so big and so immense and so powerful that it made you feel a certain way. It's real. Like people don't get it. Like they think that it's just, you know, this crazy, like voodoo talk. It's real. The law of vibration is 100% real. I believe in it. hundred percent.
0: Dude. So do I, man. And like, that's why that power of, you know, your network is your net worth. Like all mm-hmm. of these little sayings, it matters. It makes such a difference. Like at this point in my life, if you're not about growth, there's no interaction, like the door is shut, I will help you until you show me that you're essentially just trying to pull down, right, and then I'm I'm cutting, cutting the ties, 100%, 100%. you know, like that, I used to think that was selfish, but you know, it is, and it should be, because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to help anybody, if you yourself are in a position of dire need, right, right. if you truly want to help people, you need to elevate yourself, how do you elevate yourself, go be around the other people that naturally elevate you because it's like you said it's that vibration and one thing because we're on this topic i think it's really important because a lot of people they might start to find themselves in a position where they're pulling themselves out of their own current situation of their own circle and they want to start bringing their friends with them right and here's the thing it's a good thought right it's really awesome that you want to try and help people out and bring them with you along the way however if too many of you get onto the boat at the same time guess what? That little boat isn't going to be big enough to hold everybody. It's going to sink everybody down, right? That's why you'll see these people that are at the top. They only have but so many friends in their inner circle. They can only be about five or six people in there. Too many people, the energy is going to start to get diluted. It's going to start to wean down. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to bring all seven, 10, 15 of your buddies on at the same time, while you're trying to elevate yourself, whoever you're reaching out to, to help, You're going to drain off all their energy. And now your energy is going to change their energy instead of it being the other way around.
1: That's huge. We talked about that earlier. Remember how, um, like, basically your circle ends up getting smaller? You lose friends because they're not growing with you. That's okay. You know, it's okay to lose friendships and to lose family members if they're not serving you to become better it's okay to lose them. If you're at the right vibration if you're at the right energy, you're going to attract through the law of vibration, other people that are on that same wavelength. And those people are going to continue to bring you higher. And really that's all we really want in this world. We want to progress, right? Like I think about, um, snowboarding. I, I, I'm going on a trip this, uh, next week. So I'm, I'm thinking about it right now, but, um, so my first time snowboarding was 2012. Right. I sucked, bro. I couldn't stand up for more than like two feet before falling on my ass. Right. But then after like an hour, I was able to stay up a little longer. I was like, Oh, this is fun. That I'd fallen. I'm like, whatever, I'm getting better. I'm progressing. And then by the end of the day, I'm getting down the mountain not very gracefully but I'm doing it I'm progressing I'm getting better it was so much fun even though I sucked at it and then now I'm pretty damn good and it's a ton of fun because I'm always trying to get better at it right but the the second you stop trying to progress at anything that's when you lose interest that's when you you start kind of slowly dying inside and your energy goes you know, in a way that you don't want it to be, it goes down. Right. So progression, 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 bro. It's all what it's all about. Damn, man. You just, uh, you just hit something
0: right there, man. That's just like, that struck a chord. Cause if you're not striving for growth, if you're not always stretching, always reaching just a little bit further beyond where you're at, you know, it's like you're effectively, you're working in the opposite direction, that maintenance, that, that illusion of maintenance, it's not a real thing, right? You're moving in one direction or the other. It's either going to be
1: forward or back. Bro, you got to get back out here to Arizona. We got to chill, bro. Me and you vibe. You know what I mean? I'm feeling pumped now. My day is going to be crazy. Yeah, man. I'm
0: jealous that you got to start like two hours behind me right now. I'm like, damn, yo. <laughs> yeah, it's only 10 o'clock. Yeah, man. It's noon over here, bro. And we've, uh, we've been diving deep into it, you know, but I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I mean, we're definitely, you got a good vibration, man. It's funny. I don't hear a lot of other people talk, And understand the law of vibration because it's a very, like, I can't stress how real of a thing it is. And like, I even look at my own life, a good way to understand your own situation. And this has been my own self-reflection. Start looking at the people who you're associating with, right? That's going to give you a little bit more of a clear indication of who you are and what direction you're heading in. And just really take into account, just audit them, audit your friends, audit the, go through your phone book, see who you've been calling the most, who you've been texting the most. Analyzed their life, that's a good indication about where you're going to be, right? That's Mm -hmm. going to be a good indicator of how much money you're going to be making. That's going to be a good indicator of what you're probably going to be doing as a hobby. It's going to be a good indicator of around what sort of careers you're going to be having, what sort of topics you're going to be talking about. The people around you are a reflection. They're a mirror of what's going on on the inside. If you want to change, go isolate, create what you want to create, and then step back out into the world and watch those things start to come to you. Like I look at my life now, and I'm like, yo, I'm blessed. I meet like, dude, I'm chilling, hanging out, talking with you right now, having a dope conversation, bro. right? And I like chop this up to like, yo, this is essentially like I'm attracting the people that are like-minded, the people that are cut from the same cloth, For right?
1: Bro. And it's it's bro, I just got I just got chills. Like you gave me chills with that, bro. Yo. Like that's 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 the law of vibration, bro. That's like your vibration is reaching me from across the country think about that think about that bro like it's reaching me from new york and i'm sitting in phoenix arizona like and it's crazy it's crazy it, dog
0: it's funny you say that because when you first started talking about the law of vibration i literally felt i was like i felt your presence in the room i was like yo this did like the whole my entire perception changed in that instant and i was like wow this is crazy yeah, and they
1: they say that um you, you'll understand this because you know about the law of vibration, but they say that in any conversation, there's three beings. There's your energy, my energy, and then God, um, infinite wisdom, whatever you want to call it. It's there at the same time, right? And basically, you're speaking through that energy, through, through God, through whatever you want to call it, whatever you believe in right now it's not just me and you it's me and you plus energy yep you yep. know what i mean right on man so yeah. i could go on i could get weird about this stuff bro
0: bro i'm in the same boat. you have no clue i was like yo, know, i really don't find many people to talk to about this i literally have to like i'm always the guy teaching people about this like i love this topic I, i'm fascinated by it like just I'm saying I can lose hours in on this so it's like I literally have to be disciplined enough to pull myself out of it to go like do other things but so it's like it's so nice and refreshing to talk to someone that's like yo
1: this guy's been studying this as well because someone that does someone doesn't get it bro like if you were talking to me about it right now I'd be like oh I got a phone call just came I gotta go right (laughs) it changed the subject because there's like this person's weird (laughs) but like this
0: stuff is ultimately like the foundation that governs everything i mean yo hence the podcast name into the mind right right because like we're not it's not getting into the body it's not getting into your story it's getting into your mind right and your mind created all of this so i mean dude that's crazy so i mean we're not gonna keep dragging people down this rabbit hole because we can go down it forever clearly oh bro
1: (laughs) we can be on this call till like this time tomorrow talking about this stuff
0: guaranteed Man, we're gonna have to. You're making me uh want to create a. You gotta challenge. come out
1: to AZ, bro. Let's go,
0: bro. I'll, trust me, I'll be back, man.
1: I'm not coming to New York.
0: I can't. I can't deal with that cold. No, nah, man. Yo, honestly, I don't like it either. But y'all yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know for sure when I'm out there in AZ. I love it. All right, so man, I'm gonna wrap it up with two final questions here, right? And these two questions I ask everybody that comes on to the show. And there were some of my favorite. The first one, because I'm huge into reading, I'm huge into uptake of knowledge. I want you to name two books that have been complete paradigm shifts for you. And I'm gonna challenge you to not use two books that we get the most common of. Which Let me is guess, let me guess. Rich Dad Poor You Can Dad. Grow
1: Rich and no, Rich Dad Poor
0: Dad. There we go. So we get those every single time. Yeah. And this is low key how I've been personally growing my own uh, library of books. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like- <laughs> So um, yeah, let's say there are two books from you that have just like stretched your mind and afterwards, like your mind never quite went back to being the same.
1: It's funny because uh, the two you mentioned are, are two of them. Um, those are staples for anybody. Like I think that um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad more so because it's just delivered in such a way that's so easy to grasp. You know what I mean? So if, if anyone hasn't read that, read that. It'll change your way you think. But some other ones would be The Go-Giver. So. Um, that book I've read like three times and it's just so true. Like the law of reciprocity, you know, the more you give to other people, the more you get, cause a lot of times, let's say, let's say it's your birthday, right? And I shoot you a text message at 1201 AM, like the first person to wish you happy birthday on your birthday, man. So thankful for you. Appreciate all you do happy birthday. That wasn't much, but like, because I did that, you feel compelled to do something nice for me. That's all it is. The law of reciprocity is real. The more you do for other people, the more people want to do for you. They want to see you succeed. So the go-giver is great because I love books that are like a storyline. And in that storyline, they give you life lessons and different things to improve yourself and the go-giver is a great one that's a story and you learn a lot from it so um, that's one of them the second one i would have to say is uh, mr schmooze mr schmooze that's a new one dude that one is another storyline book it's um, about this guy that's interning for this super uber successful guy mr Schmooz, and it's exactly how it sounds mr schmooze is like a schmoozer. He just builds everyone up and he's all about relationships and um, just networking and all that. Right. Which is kind of like what I've been really good at with my business. So I read it and I was like, dang, this is exactly what I do. So I've read that like five times. That book is sick. So it just teaches you that it's kind of the same thing as the go-giver, right? It teaches you like the more you give to people by like building them up, the more they want to do for you. So I would recommend those two books, The Go-Giver and Mr. Schmooze.
0: Bro, yo, those are, I'm excited to read Mr. Schmooze Schmooze now because like it's sick, bro. Yo, you really just like, you hit home like both of those books. First off, what's cool about when you, like my favorite reason to ask this question is when you start learning about what books people read, you already start to get a sense of like who they are more at their core, right? Because we're going to pick up books that, essentially resonate with us on a deep level so Mm -hmm. that's why whenever i walk into someone's house like one of the first places i look for is their library i'm just Mm -hmm. so curious to see like what they're feeding themselves what they're inundating themselves with and like boom like this guy's a go-giver i mean i already felt that in your energy but you know it's good to reinforce that so i absolutely think people need to pick
1: these two books up read them i'm looking forward to picking up mr smooth and seeing what it's all about bro when you read that let me know what you think i I think that's one of the best books ever, Dude, hands down.
0: I got you, can go on
1: forever. There's so many other good ones. Uh, Miracle Morning, amazing book. Um, Richest Man in Babylon, amazing yep. book. Um, the Alchemist, that's an amazing book.
0: Dude, that book, oh my God. Yo, literally captivated me where it's like I was rereading that book. I don't know. I think the first time I read it, I think I probably reread it like seven times back to back just immediately just because yep. it, it was such a
1: powerful story. You yep. know and again, it's that storyline. That's like, I like books like that, that are storylines and they give you self-improvement stuff at the same time. Like the books where you read and it's just numbers and concepts. I'm like, I'll be reading it and I'll get like one page in. And I'm like, what did I just read? Cause my mind was somewhere else. But like when it's a story, it like captivates you, like you said, and it really draws you in and then you learn a lot from it. So yeah, Mr. Schmooze, man, let me know what you think about that one once you read it. Dude, It's funny, man, because the fact that you understand
0: the law of vibration already tells me like you understand how your mind works and that your mind thinks in picture. So when you're reading something, anything that you're going to consume as information needs to paint the picture. And if it can't paint the picture, like it ain't going to do anything like dude, I used to play music. I used to play like the steel drums. Right. And the craziest part to me was like I would learn these crazy long like melodies and songs like I'm talking like 10 minute long songs, dude, all memorized, like not reading off a paper because you can't turn the paper while you're so it's all got to be like off the top and in your body and the craziest part to me was when i would be learning this what would happen is different parts of the song would actually just be different images in my mind it would be the weirdest thing like for one part of the song it'd be like a red race car and like another part of the song it'd be like a dinosaur it was the weirdest thing
1: bro we've gotta chill because like there's so many things that we're on the (laughs) same page about like I read about this, um, I can't remember what book it was, but it was talking about that where when you like learn a language, right? Your predominant language when you when you uh, say a word, like if I say red, in my mind, I have an image of R-E-D, right? If I am learning Spanish and I know red is Rojo, right? When I say that, I still see in my mind R-E-D, Yep. Right. So it's all visualized. It's all in your mind. And like the power of the mind is crazy and it's, it's exciting because I never really knew the power of it until like probably last like year, year and a half. And the like leaps and bounds I've made personally, financially in that time frame. it's all just because I learned how to use my mind a different way. Started meditating um, Wim Hof breathing that that's been huge for me um and just using my mind a different way than i had before instead of being on autopilot being intentional with what is in my mind and more importantly like what i think what i say because you everyone's got negative thoughts right but the second you speak them they become real yeah so dude <laughs> yo, we definitely need to chill play. bro we got we gotta chill when you come out
0: yeah because it's funny man i'm just like yo this has probably been like, I've been normally I cap the podcast at an hour, but this one, like the conversation is just, it's there. It's on point and it's valuable stuff like this to me is probably the most valuable thing you can learn because it's the foundation for everything else, right? Cause college has already shown us having all the information is useless. If you can't piece it together and make it work, right? Why do we have college professors mm-hmm. earning $70,000 a year? right? Unable to do anything with the knowledge. They don't have a working use of the knowledge because they have never learned how to use their mind. They are using their brain as a freaking encyclopedia, which isn't doing anybody anything, right? So tapping into that power of the mind, but man, that's spot on. So yeah, let's get it wrapped up because I think you're going to have to get back to your day and I'm going to get back to my day in a little bit as well. But um,
1: yeah, sorry, but my, my wife came in the office and trying to say something. To I was like, get out of here. No, nah. <laughs> I'm on a
0: podcast. Yes. <laughs> you know, so we got final question here, right? This one's my all time favorite. Let's imagine tomorrow morning you wake up, right? You're still Devin, but you don't know you're Devin. You don't know who you are anymore. You don't remember anything. You don't remember your good times. You don't remember your bad times. You don't know any of the methodology. You don't remember a single book. I mean, you are a blank slate. Now, you're not freaking out. This isn't a Saw movie. You're not like worried or stressed out or nothing, but you're just there, right? You you know you're comfortable, you're safe. When you start to think, there's one thought in your mind, right? And it comes to you and you don't question it. You just accept it as truth, right? One little nugget in there. What would you want that nugget of a thought to be that essentially you began rebuilding from there? What would you want that one thought to be?
1: That's that's such a good question, bro. That is such a good question. Damn. Um, Damn, that makes you really think. Uh, Damn. Uh, I would say I want that one thought to be um, gratitude. Like, the power of gratitude. Because like, you can find gratitude in anything, right? Like, let's say your example, like I wake up, I don't know anything. I don't have any recollection of who I am, what I've got, but I'm standing there and I can see I got two arms. I got two hands, I got two eyes, I can see everything. I can talk, I can smell. All those things are things to be grateful for. I've got two legs, a lot of people don't. Um, I've got two ears, I can hear. There's people that are deaf, there's people that are blind. There's people that have mental issues. Like if you just step back, take away everything and just be present and really appreciate just the things you have in your current presence, you get more to be grateful for. So I've actually got um, something that I've started doing, I don't know, probably last six months, but I keep a rock in my pocket. I call it the gratitude rock. I learned this from another book, forget which one it was, but how often do you reach in your pockets on a daily basis? All the time. Yeah. So when you reach in your pocket and you feel that rock, it reminds me, all right, stop. What am I grateful for? And if I'm having a bad day and I reach into that pocket, feel the rock, I'm like, damn. All right. I've got my wife. I've got my kid. I've got my dogs. I got my health. I'm fucking handsome. (laughs) you know (laughs) what i mean like you can really find gratitude in anything so that'd be my thing is my one thought if i just had is gratitude you know what i mean and from that i believe and know that more things to be grateful for would spawn and manifest just from that one thought man I can guarantee you after this
0: you are going to have way more followers because people were just listening to you this whole time like yo who is this Devin guy? I need to connect with him. I need to learn from him. I need to just be around this energy dude cuz you're you're infectious in a good way dude. Like that's probably one of my favorite answers that I've heard so far for this question. Hands down. Let's
1: let's go. Yeah man, yo that's top notch. You, right hey there. bro, you you hit me up you hit me off guard with that. I was like, "Damn." Like That's a good question. Like when the question hits you off guard, it's a damn good question. Man, I appreciate that, dude, because uh, I've, I've seen some, I've seen
0: a handful of people really stop to think like you did there. And it's like, it's one of my favorite things, right? To see someone just really stop for a second and really conjure up like what actually matters to them and give a meaningful answer. Like, bro, that's sharing, right? That's the real truest form of sharing. Like you really dove deep into yourself, pulled that answer out and said like, yo guys, here you go. So thank you for that man. Of course bro. So just that, to bring value to people. That's all it is. If I can do that, I'm happy. yo, big facts. So check it out. For people that are just like now like yo, who is this guy? where can they get in contact with you? How can they connect with you? Where can they go to follow you, see you and learn
1: more about what you do? So you can uh, get a hold of me pretty easily on Instagram um, through direct messages. So my Instagram handle is Mr. underscore burr and that's B R R R R. think four r's four r's so um so there or i don't put much content out on instagram anymore but on tiktok i put a lot of content out so you can follow me on there it's the same handle at um mr underscore burr and then definitely don't get on facebook hardly ever except to like see the memories you know when you can go on there and it says on this day eight years ago like see what see where i was at in my life i always like get like a crack out of that so that's the only thing i go on there for but um to get a hold of me instagram to like see content uh tiktok and i'm gonna throw out to listen to him speak find him on clubhouse if
0: you've been on clubhouse Make sure you find him on Clubhouse. See whenever he's hosting a room and jump into it if he's on there. I forgot about Clubhouse, man. It's so new that like I kind of forget about it. It's new, but I mean, it's been making waves. And you might appreciate this, right? Because I've been real stingy with my Clubhouse invites, right? I got two left, by the way. So if somebody wants it, make sure you're real quality reach out to me and we'll see about hooking you up and getting you on Clubhouse, right? But I've been real stingy with the invite because essentially I recognize the reason it's so powerful is because you had to choose who you were inviting onto the app so mm-hmm. now we've been making this space where it's been amazing people get this i gave it to one of my friends I'm like yo i think it's going to be really valuable for you to use you've been working hard you've been growing yourself jump on this you'll be able to network connect and move forward with your own things he gets on there and i checked with him a few days later yo and how's it been you know not gonna lie to you man i mean it was kind of i don't know people were in there just kind of talking about nothing like this kind of bs and i'm like the hell hey bro where what room were you in where were you going yeah So it shows me and i'm just like yo it hit me like real hard at that moment it's like yo you really start to attract a certain kind of thing and i was like dude let me switch this around this is the room you need to be in i'm going to start inviting you into certain rooms you need to start curating everything so that the rest of that bs gets pushed out it doesn't have a space anymore and this new stuff starts coming in. Don't follow any and everybody because they're going to start to affect your algorithm. You're going to start to see what they're seeing. like, And it just really gave so much more truth to that your network is your net worth, right? 100%. And who you connect with, you know, it's like, so even you saying before, like, yeah, you only get like five followers on TikTok or five, uh, you're following five people on TikTok. Yeah. Don't let anyone throw you off on that. Right dang man but yo value bombs are dropped Devin I seriously appreciate you coming on today I appreciate you just sharing you being open and transparent dropping so much game and I know we're going to link up when we're out there in Arizona so I'll definitely let you know and if you're ever in New York you know it's coming to summertime if you're ever in New York (laughs) right you got a you got a spot to stay
1: dude I've never been so I'll take you up on that offer Me and my wife have wanted to go out there, but you know how it is with the pandemic. You guys are shut down, aren't you?
0: It's not the same for sure. I mean, like they've just recently shut down the restaurants again, as far as like within the city, um, serve inside. And then even like the outside serving, it's just (laughs) like, it's the dead of winter. You know, it's like nobody wants to sit outside, especially not without heat. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be different. I'm curious to see how things start to shape out in the next few months. I'm still trying to get people together though, because there are a few people
1: looking to still uh link up in person so i've been slowly kind of pulling them in i love it well keep doing you man i appreciate you having me on it's been uh it's been a lot of fun and um we're definitely gonna link up soon because bro the energy is just it's too similar to not link up you know what i mean (laughs) no i fear you on that brother
0: all right man yo guys everyone make sure you go give devin a follow seriously mr burr he's out here teaching and just making some fun-ass entertainment, entertaining uh, content. Appreciate you, brother. Wow, what an episode. Seriously, now you guys see why I wanted to have Devin on the show. I mean, he is dropping gems for you. Seriously, go give him a follow. Make sure you find him on IG. Make sure you find him on TikTok. And listen to what we spoke about. Essentially, everybody here can be creating a future for themselves can be creating when they're out there in the world. So tap into the law of vibration, tap into your social network, tap into the power of yourself. And let's make this happen. Let's grow. And while you're doing all that tapping in, I also want you to plug into social media, go on to Instagram, screenshot yourself listening to this podcast, tag me, tag Mr. Burr, and let's continue this conversation. I seriously want to see how much hype we can generate off of this one episode because think about it. All it takes is one person in your network to discover this sort of information, to be blasted off onto another level, and now your network has grown, and then if your network is growing, your net worth is growing. So be the catalyst for change in your own community. Share this episode, share the value, and let's get at it. Tune in for next week's episode. I sit down with Myron Golden, who is an absolute phenom. I am talking a multiple seven- to eight-figure earner who has been on the stage with Grant Cardone at the 10X conference and who has worked with clients. He, in fact, has a million-dollar package that he sells where he works one-on-one with clients. And guess what? People buy that thing. So I'm excited for that episode. Catch you guys next week.